Good morning, folks, and thank you for listening to Her Story Podcast. Her, H-E-R, is an acronym for Heroic, Empowering, and Resilient. And this is a self-improvement, self-acceptance, and women empowerment podcast. My main purpose is to encourage, empower, and motivate all women by highlighting their personal stories of triumph over adversity. Each of us has a story. Maybe it's an illness, a financial burden, or a dead-end job. In general, Unforeseen circumstances can make you feel isolated or alone. But when you feel like you've hit rock bottom, it doesn't mean that it is the end of your story. It is within the darkest nights we produce the brightest stars. There are women out there who have gone through the very same barriers you are facing today, but they didn't give up. In fact, they used their difficulties to mold them into strong and resilient women. And if they can break through their hardships, so can you. Because you are her. Heroic, empowering, and resilient. Magnificent morning, good people. It is Jay Jameson with Her Story Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Today, I have with me Miss Nigeria Williams. Nigeria's mother brand is Revitalized Hope and Healing, which consists of consulting, coaching, and counseling, Christian counseling to be specific. Being a woman with many titles, she has always been a dreamer. Nydria, since 2018, has been a certified ordained reverend and associate minister at her church. Facing many life-threatening experiences, but depending on God's will, Nydria was able to conquer all her goals. Nydria's book, Radical Woman, One in a Million, was pre-launched on November 1st, 2021, and is a bestseller. The book shares stories of how women developed resilience after difficult issues, changes, and losses. Nydra is also recently launching her podcast, Hope After Storms, which launched on December 15th, and her book, Radical Woman Hardback, released on December 29th. Mrs. Williams, thank you so much. And you also stated that, you know, you feel that not always we demand what we deserve out of life. And you want us to change that. Nydria, welcome to Her Story Podcast. How are you? I am doing okay. I will say that I've been a little under the weather, but I am managing. And I thank you so much for having me on today. I'm so grateful for the opportunity. Yes, yes, and happy to have you. And so, you know, before we go and find out more about you, please tell us just a little bit about yourself. You know, outside of that amazing bio, where are you from? (laughs) Oh, thank you. I am from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I've been born and raised here. haven't ever lived anywhere else. (laughs) Um, I'm married. We've been married for three years. It'll be four years this July. Uh, we've been together, I said eight years the other day, but I realized it's been nine years, nine years total, and we have a blended family. I have a 19-year-old son and a 17-year-old bonus son, and then we have a together dog that my husband decided that he wanted to plan the birth of while I was finishing up planning the wedding, so <laughs> our dog came along in uh, July as well, he was born, and then he came to us via plane in September of um, 2018. So that's us here in Philadelphia. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, so audience, as you can see, listeners, Miss Nigeria is a woman that wears many hats and still very motivated and has so much to share with us. And as I mentioned before, you know, her story, it focuses on black women turning their barriers or setbacks into triumph in hopes of inspiring others. 
So your book, Radical Woman, One in a Million, it also focuses on resi- resiliency within those difficult issues or different difficult times and circumstances we may face within our lives. So if you could, please share the importance of overcoming barriers in some tactics of course you know not all because we still want to promote and push out your book but if you could just share just a little detail as to how you overcame those tough times well I will say that um even sitting to uh focus and write this this chapter because it's just a chapter of this book that I was asked to be a part of the anthology uh, with the challenge that I had to overcome um Ayana, this is Ayana Mills Ambrose, is the visionary behind the book, and she asked me to be a part of it, and this was before the new year, this was like early fall, I think, somewhere around there, and at that time, I was in in an okay state, you know, I I had a few books in me already, so this was like, okay, great opportunity, but as it was time, you know, we were going through the process, and time was approaching for me to sit down and and get into the nitty-gritty, I had went through a lot of things um, emotionally, and my actual story came about. So it was like, really, I believe, aligned by God um, that it was time for me to tell my story, and then there was a platform right there in front of me to to share it with. So um, when I set to, to write and to type, I found myself challenged because I, I was holding back things, thinking about the other people or the other circumstances that were involved. And I really had to become to understand that this book wasn't about me so much as it was about helping others, helping other women to heal. And when I, I put that forth to the forefront, um, I began to write easily and let it flow. And once I was done, you know, it was such a relief. And, and that, that's kind of, if I think about it, it goes back to my, you know, my whole mission is to, you know, heal, to heal other women, to heal others. And the fact that we've been made to feel like we're not enough, we don't deserve certain things, you know, our dreams can't be made possible because of our mistakes or what we've been through. You know, I had to take it back there for myself, like, you know, check myself and get my, my, myself together with, you know, this is possible, this opportunity is for here before me, and I have to not pass up on this opportunity because of the things that have been embedded in my head that I can't do this or I can't reveal this or it's not my time. It is my time. So it's very difficult to overcome these obstacles um, and have these outcomes, but you know, staying motivated to know that it's not about me. You know, it's always about the other person. It's always about the people. And, you know, my mission is to help women out here get healthier minds because the healthier minds will, you know, lead to our legacy being healthier. You know, we are, as you mentioned, I, I wear many hats, and that one of those is being a mother. You know, we... We spend most of the time around children, whether it be in the field that we work sometimes, because there's a lot of teachers in the, in the field, women that are teachers in the field. Um, our hands are, are there, you know, and if our minds are not right, if we're not feeling like we deserve more and we're taking things that we don't deserve, that transcends, transcends onto our children. So, you know, that's my mission. 
No, no, you really provided um, and dropped a lot of jewels, right? One of those things is one, um, <clears throat> to remain steadfast and focused and relying on God's timing. Uh, so I think that a lot of times, you know, we may overthink certain situations. And like you said, this was something that you knew was on your heart as related to sharing your story. And the platform was provided right there in front of you. And another thing is, you know, the power of the mind, being able to overcome some of these barriers. And the power of the mind is critical in, in, in obtaining goals, right? And I think Proverbs 18.21 says it's the best that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so if you could um, just... Tell us, you know, how have you been able to manifest some of your dreams into reality? And what are some words of affirmation that you may use on a daily basis when you are faced with some of those difficult scenarios? How are you able to overcome them with some words of affirmation? Sure. So it's a two-edged sword because I would have those times of hopelessness, but there was always something, and it was God. I don't know why I'm saying something. That was God. He was always there in the midst, you know, telling me that I'm more than enough, that I can do this, you know. So that remained um, in my brain to some extent at those moments where I never, I never lost complete hope. You know, I had some times where there was less of hope, but I never lost complete hope where it was at zero. And that made me continue to be a dreamer where I had people all around me telling me, you can't take this route. Um, that, that's not realistic. That's not possible. Or I just had people around me that honestly just weren't dreamers. You know, you, you had to be a certain type of person to be a dreamer. And, you know, I had people that were more reality-based and, you know, this is what you do. You go to work every day. This is how you live. You retire. This is how you retire. Blah, blah, blah. But I always knew that that wasn't going to be me. No matter what it looked like in front of me, I knew that it wasn't going to be me. So I always kept those dreams alive, and like in my heart and somewhere back there in my mind. And I would visualize things. I'm telling you that I visualized my husband. I started in 20, so I just did that 10-year challenge. So about 10 years ago in 2012, I was we were living on our own. I was living in my place, my son and I. And I was at this point where I was, like, cleaning house. I was cleaning my whole insides out, like, you know, getting more aligned in my relationship with the Lord. And I started putting up post-it notes. And the goals that I had, because I was in a multi-level marketing business at the time, so the goals I had there, um, the kind of husband that I wanted, I did go into details, though, because I knew that I'm not going to go into so many details, but that I believe in the power of the time, like you said. So if I say, boom, 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 it's going to be so restrictive. But I knew one thing for certain and two things for sure that he had to be a man of God. So that's what I put out there. And I could see that every day, every single day. I saw that. I looked at that. And I'm going to be honest, my husband came really fast. <laughs> I, had let, I had let, you know, an ex go. And my husband came along and I pushed him away. In so many ways, underlining, I pushed him away. I fought him away. I didn't even want to start dating him at first, but he was the best thing that could have ever walked into my life if God sent him. But I had to become open-minded for him. But I would always say to myself, you know, 
do this, you know, that I am still good enough, you know, I had to train myself to be fearless, so the thoughts of I am fearless, you know, even though the fear is there, I had to push myself more into being fearless, and then letting my faith move me forward, so faith in it till you make it, that was always my thing, I was at a point where I had radical faith, I feel like people used to look at me like I was crazy, it was like, how is this girl thinking like this, but that's, that's where I was. Yes. I love that that you said you had radical faith, right? Um, because the work that you said, it, it actually helped me. Like, I'm I'm big in affirmations and, like, planning, but I will be completely honest. Um, going into a relationship, being vulnerable, finding a husband, those are things that <clears throat> I am intimidated by, right? And it is a goal for me. As um, as I'm along this path in this journey of entrepreneurship and expanding my network and career, I can plan these things. I can envision these things as it relates to my personal life and goals. But I do become intimidated and afraid and scared when it comes to love and being open-minded and being vulnerable and um, the idea around it. But what you said is, you know, not having to be so minute in details. For me, finding a man that put God's first and believes in being a provider in the head of the household is so important to me. And so when it comes to vision planning and things like that, I think what resonated with me uh, the most is one, just writing it out and envision envisioning that and also just being visual with so many different things in terms of being a radical dreamer. Um, and so I know that that piece will definitely relate to many women out here, many single women out here, many women who may have children or may have, you know, given up in finding um, a, a man that will be a father to their children and building families and all of those things so thank you so much for your transparency and for sharing that and even giving detail as to how you wrote out your vision right sometimes people become so intimidated like oh my gosh like I, I have to write out this big plan in detail I don't have the time I don't know the words I don't know how to really put my thoughts onto paper but you just being very specific and you know what, this is what I wanted. This is what I visualized. This is what I prayed on. And even within that process, when God is working, you may be reluctant. You may not really know that this is the gift or this is the person that he's presented right in front of you. But eventually being open and being receptive and seeing that things all came out in alignment with God's timing. So God, thank, thank you so much. That really spoke to me. That really spoke to me. Um. And I'm going, to say one, I'm going to say one thing, too, I probably left out, is that I didn't listen to people as much as I listened to God. Yes. So, and I, and I realized that in my maturity, but I was very uh, rebellious, I guess you would say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, um, you know, people would have their opinions and, and, and very strong opinions, and I would, like, frown my face up and my eyebrows turned up and I would just be looking at them like they were crazy because I, I was saying to myself, well, I know what God said to me. Right. You know, I know what God said. I know his promises. So I would keep going, you know, and people would still be looking at me like, well, what is she doing? You know, I remember before my husband and that last relationship, 
say all advice all advice isn't good advice you know um so yeah so again like that i think is um a perfect example that you can't let everybody in even as it relates to your close friends in your circle you can't let everybody in because when you think about your personal life your faith your career all of these different factors we feed off of each other you know like energy transfers so when you may have someone that you know isn't aligned and at times it may be difficult to cut those people off but you have to remain strong and know that if it isn't for you if it isn't when you're with your alignment if it isn't connected to someone who's as faith-filled as you or someone that even you may be able to help along the way and isn't receiving that it's time to you know cut those people off or at least not take in their advice because you can't advise me on something when I know that God has already planted these things on my heart you know you're 100% correct. Yes. Amen to that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know, you also have um, your counseling and consulting business. So could you just elaborate a little on that and um, what it entails and how folks could actually uh, receive your services as it relates to that? Yes. Yeah, so I'm fully virtual uh, since the pandemic. Um, I've been, you know, working from home. So And I provide premarital counseling. 
Awesome, awesome. You really do do it all. And um, you, even, <laughs> you even have a podcast as well. As we are speaking on this podcast, you have one that I know has been recently launched. So um, share information about your podcast and what's that mission and how can others tune in to listen? Sure. Thank you so much for uh, allowing me to share. So I did recently just take on this podcast journey, which I would say I admire you so much because it is a journey. Yes. (laughs) You know, it's it's a great thing, but it's, you know, it's, I felt like it was a lot of self-discovery for me, but I, you know, I've learned a whole lot. So I launched a Hope After Storms podcast December 15th, like you spoke of, and basically it's, you know, in relation to my brand, you know, I provide hope after life challenges to my listeners. So I, you know, give tips and advice, and I also have guests that come on that give tips and advice, and we speak on, you know, certain topics that can be helpful, you know, through the life challenges that provided the storms of life, you know, if you feel like you've been involved in a lot of dramas just following you, um, this is a podcast that kind of helps you do that, and I've also been like a connector in my journey, so if there's a resource, I'm always like, hey, I know of this, I know this person that does that, I know that person that does this, um, let me make you up. So this is also what the podcast provides, you know, connections to resources. So, you know, if you're a person that's experienced grief, you know, I may have a grief counselor on. If you're a person that, you know, needs some help with uh, selling a book, I might have, you know, a best-selling author uh, coach on. You know, things of that sort. So that's what the Hope After Storms podcast is all about. And I'm excited for the journey. I'm very freshly, you know, getting into it, but it's, it's very exciting. Yes, it is very exciting. And also, you know, utilizing all of those different platforms to help and reach people is important during this time too. We're still living in a COVID reality. Um, as you stated before, a lot of your consulting, counseling, all of those things are virtual. So being able to reach them on multiple platforms, I think is also great. So Nigeria, before we conclude the interview, is there anything else you have coming up? What is next for Nigeria? What is next? So what's immediately next in mind is the the man, what you deserve, mastermind meeting that I have coming up uh, January 29th. It's a two-hour uh, meeting that's virtual. And folks can also find that link in my bio at Rehope Coach Williams on Instagram. This is going to be a two-hour meeting of the minds where I'm going to teach ladies how to demand what you deserve in 2022 and thereafter. You know, I'm going to give you the tips and tools to stop settling for safe, you know, stop living in the unsafe, that's the state of being unhappy, uncomfortable, and feeling unworthy. And we're going to get it done. Yes, we will get it done. Nigeria, thank you so much for joining today. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed your platform and I look forward to us, you know, really connecting more from this meeting that we're having now. And I love what you're doing, allowing us women to come on and tell our stories. Yes, 
definitely. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And, you know, listeners in closing, always remember that your story is not solely for you. And it's meant to be shared with other women. Provide hope to those facing similar hurdles. You don't have to be ashamed, intimidated, or afraid to share. You are a victor. You are a winner. And you will not be defeated. You declare growth and prosperity over your life. And troubles don't last always. You are brilliant, bold, and beautiful. You are her, heroic, empowering, and resilient. And if you are empowered or motivated in any way, tell a friend to tell a friend. Her story is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at herstory underscore podcast and on Facebook at herstorypodcast. And this is Jay Jameson, and we're out.